With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is Archery Unfiltered, where I, Wendell Souza, cover California archery events and what it takes to make you a better archer. What's up, fuckos? I got a great show for you guys tonight. Um, at least one that I think is going to be great. Uh, I'm interviewing a guy, a friend of mine, who I've been in contact with for, you know, we've expressed niceties towards each other for the past couple of years. And he's always been a guy where no matter how good I thought I was getting, this dude was always five X's in front of me. Or, you know, six X's in front of me. He's always shooting at a higher level. And he was a guy that wasn't well known. So I kind of felt like this, um, like a kindred spirit feeling towards him. I was like, oh, this guy's just like me. He's, you know, trying to make it in this sport, trying to get his name out there. Um, you know, uh, to be perfectly honest, he's way, he's way beyond me. I still got at least two more years before I'm at Kai level, but, um, yeah, his name's Kai, and uh, you know I will be there in two years. In two years, if Kai doesn't get any better, I will meet him for uh, an indoor battle. <laughs> so anyway, as you guys can hear, I'm all better. I've gotten over the hand, foot, and mouth. I took some ivermectin and some monoclonal antibodies, and I am tip-top shape now. Uh, doing really good. I've uh, been practicing. I've... I started messing around with gold tip arrows, man, and uh, the triple X's were working out so good. I ended up talking to Tim Gillingham, and your boy Wendell is now a gold tip shill. So I will try to refrain from doing what shills do and be like, "This is why you gotta buy my, you know, my company's product X, Y, and Z." What I will tell you though is how I set my gold tips up, and how you can also set your gold tips up so um one thing i like about gold tip products right even before i uh had these i was using gold tip points in like nearly all of my arrows uh, i shot a lot of eastern arrows carbon ones any 166 arrow i'd use a gold tip point and for my super drives i was shooting gold tip points now i'm gonna put gold tip points in gold tip arrows so uh right now i got triple x's they're 26 inches long strangely enough it's like cut right to the blade and i am a 26 and a half inch draw length guy but i found that my uh my hamskia my arrow rest torque tunes really good for me far forward so it means that you know my arrows pretty much match my draw length uh i got biter pins on there uh or i'm sorry pin knock bushings and then the biter knocks I'm running the tack veins, 375, uh, 375 tack driver veins that my brother gave me for Christmas like two years ago. <laughs> still on there. Still got them. Um, and I got 150 grain points. So it's an extremely light arrow. Um, 
But I don't know if it's because the triple X is a heavy, heavy shaft itself, but it is an extremely stable. I mean, it's got to be from these tag fans, but I can't, I can't necessarily pinpoint it. These arrows just shoot so damn good. And originally the thing that pulled me away from the Easton's was a gold tip nine, five, nine, three, the, the 23 diameter arrow. I was shooting fucking stupid scores and I'm sorry for cursing. I know I sound stupid, super bro -y. I was shooting stupid good scores with those nine threes. And then I broke one by overheating it. And so now, you know, I need, I because I got to practice in the morning before I go to work, I got to get volume out there. So it's, I was like trying to, like, what arrows do I got five of that I can roll? So I tried, I didn't want to mess with my super drives because they were built really nicely. They, they fly great. So then I built these triple uh, X's and now I'm hooked, man. And now I'll be shooting triple X's for hopefully the rest of my life. <laughs> So, I got all kinds of stuff planned. Um, man, I just I, I got all kinds of stuff planned. I'm so excited to be shooting gold tip arrows. Uh, a lot of people I have always liked and shot with. My buddy Jim, he has been a gold tip like loyalist, and I've always given him shit about it. And now he can, he can flip around and give me shit about it. The guy that taught me to shoot, the man Emerson, uh, he's a gold tip guy. His, uh, you know, his idol, Rubio's gold tip guy. So it's like, hey, it's cool. It's all in the family, kind of, you know. So uh, if any of you guys are thinking about shooting gold tip arrows, you get some, run it to me. Or like, you know, hit me up and I'll, I'll, uh, I'll give you my, my honest opinion on how you should run it. So a couple things. I got a question from my buddy Chris. Asking about the Mantis sensor, the X, I think they call it the X8. Two years ago, roughly, maybe one year ago, no, it was two years ago, I was shooting for a shop uh, down south, and they were, the, the owner was like, hey man, I'm trying to sell these Mantis X8 things, strap one on your bow, do as much um, promotion for this thing as you can. So I did. And I shot with the Mantis X8 on my bow for about two months. I posted up a bunch of my scores, you know, and, you know, the graphs that shows me what I'm doing and stuff. Um, and so my buddy was asking me, you know, what do you think about this product? And I'll be 100% honest to you guys. I think it's a waste of money. I think it's an absolute waste of money. And I'm sorry for anyone that likes it. But if you like it and you feel like you gain something from it, more power to you. You're better, uh, you know, you have better fidelity than I do. Um, what did I notice with it? Uh, it doesn't tell you, it just doesn't tell you, it shows you a cool graph, but it's like, it doesn't tell you how to improve the aiming part of your shot. And even if you score high on this thing, as far as like it, it rates your aiming and you score high, that does not equate to you putting an arrow in the X. Like there's so much that goes into shooting a good shot that has nothing to do with that Mantis sensor. That that Mantis sensor does not tell you, right? What's cool about it is you can it kind of shows you what your pin float looks like. But because that thing, you know, it it superimposes like a bunch of like target rings over what your pin float is. So it's really hard to, to figure out what exactly you're looking at. It, it's just weird. It's a weird, it's a cool concept, you know? But I can see they were going for like 
what is something that could rival the Sweet Spot Pro? You know, the Sweet Spot, <coughs> I think, is cool for a few reasons. I think it, it can help you figure out like your perfect draw length. If you were one of those guys that wants to sit there and tweak with your draw length, like put one twist into each cable, you could use that Sweet Spot Pro and figure out your most consistent, you know, execution curve draw length what have you and i think that's where it would be worth i don't know if it's worth like 400 bucks or whatever they're selling it for but it's definitely that will tell that will tell you something you know that mantis won't tell you much it's just going to show you a bunch of squiggly lines i think one of my buddies i can't remember if i'm making this up or who told me this but <coughs> pardon me uh someone put one on a on a a hooter shooter and the hooter shooter did not score perfect. I think it was like a point or two down from perfect. So that's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, let's see. We talked about no more mantras anymore. Um, again, that's just for a few of us. If you don't use it, you don't need it. That's fine. But I think, uh, I've shot good with a mantra. I've shot good without a mantra. I think for you guys out there, if a mantra helps, run it. It's freestyle. Use everything you can. Um, there's one thing that I noticed this week, okay? Uh, you know, I'm shooting, practicing in the morning, and I was getting a couple of shots where maybe two. I'd get two shots out of every, you know, every Vegas game that, Right at the end, my bow would kind of do... Right as the shot was breaking, the bow would kind of give it like a little wiggle vertically, right? And my shot would break. You know, I'd break the shot. And the arrow would land tall 10. Okay, so we'll say anywhere. Any, 11 to 1 o'clock in the 10 ring. But uh, it's this thing that happened. It was taking me out of the X. I would be holding good in the middle, starting to execute, and then slight wiggle, boom, you know? Kind of like an up bang, but not really an up bang. It's because it's kind of like a weird pivot in my hand. So I started playing with weights, like always, like I always tend to do. Realized that was a mistake, put my weights back, and changed my back bar angle. I brought my back bar angle up. And I've talked about this in the past, where changing your back bar angle can change those things that happen at the end of the shot. And I was thinking about it sober, mind you, okay? Um, I was thinking about it, and what is it that changes? Like in My first reaction was to say that, well, now, you know, you change your back bar angle, the, the center, center of gravity or the center mass of the bow is now shifted to a different spot, right? Maybe that spot, if it's further forward, can keep that upward thing from happening. I don't think that's what it is, though. As I was thinking about it this week, that back bar angle changes how much pressure the grip is going into your palm. And and that is the thing that helped counter that little vertical kickflip dealie. And so it, it's like... I was saying you adjust your back bar for what happens at the end of the shot, but it's actually for what happens at the beginning of the shot. You know, um, it's that interface that you get with the bow. So, uh, just a little something for you guys out there. If you guys are having those issues, those little, 
you know, end of shot, weird, tweaky, don't know what's, you know, if it's on the vertical plane, it's if it's something I described just now, that's one way that you can work it out. Play with that back bar, you know, and see, see if you can find out what's helping. If nothing helps, yeah, you got to change weight somewhere, inside or out. Um, man, it's been a great week. I had a stellar week, you know, got the... Got the talk with Tim Gillingham. Uh, what else happened? Just cool stuff. Uh, bow shooting great. Arrows are shooting great. Got uh, the Bay Area Open is this weekend, which I will be shooting. Uh, very nervous, which, you know, after talking to Kai, uh, I have a better mindset of going into it this weekend. But, um, you know, people are looking to, to win it. And... Uh, I'm just hoping I'm hoping I can just keep this good this good juju going. But uh there's going to be some killers on the list and I'm I'm just excited. I'm I'm nervous and excited. It's all good things. Uh it's that feeling that you pay for to compete, you know. No one's forcing me to do this, so the second the second go to a competition makes you feel bad. <laughs> Stop competing and do something else. You know, I, that's a harsh thing to say. Maybe don't do something else, but maybe you know. I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know you. I'm not your mom, but you, you guys can figure it out. Um, but part of me, you know, before these events, I I do get nervous. And I get a little terrified. Um, but I just gotta gotta rely on my bow, man, and rely on my shot, and just try to have fun. Uh, there's always good people there. Uh, you know, I talked a little bit to uh, Mark Ruby on the phone this week, and man, that dude is. I called the podcast I did with him the definition of a champion. I should have called it the definition of confidence. I feel like Mark Rubio, you could put in any situation, and that dude would walk out of it with a smile. Like, yeah, and just be like, I won. And it's like, you won? it's just straight confidence from that guy i gotta learn this stuff um i think it's because i i you know grew up with a tiger mom so i'm very um just very nervous all the time but i'm working on it i'm working on it i'm trying to you know some people think my ego is super crazy it really isn't i'm like the one of the least confident people you can meet but that's one of the reasons why i love archery because it makes me feel good I hope Archie's making you guys feel good. Uh, like we're just right in the middle of December. This is where the leagues are at their meatiest. They're at their juiciest right now. Are you guys having fun with your leagues? Uh, I hope so, man. I wish I could be there. I wish I could be shooting them. Uh, I just jumped into uh, Indoor Battle League. My buddy Carlos uh, organizes them. I, dude, I'm doing it. I'm doing it for the pressure. You know, I can't make it to league, but I need... I need that little bit of pressure, something to give me the yips, you know. Um. Oh yeah, that's another thing. My buddy Carlos, you guys check him out. He's uh, got a podcast. It's called Blue Line Archery. He uh, <laughs> he's such a cool dude. So one thing is, I can honestly say I like listening to his podcast better than listening to my own. <laughs> the dude is like, first he's from New Jersey. So he's kind of got like that that New Jersey guy, hey, you know, oh, fuck, I, I practiced this accent all day today, and now I'm going to fuck her it up. But he's got like this New Jersey accent, very lightly, 
and it's just cool. I know, like my accent. My wife tells me I sound like a like a surfer ran face first into a news anchor, and that's what my wife thinks I sound like. But but Carlos sounds like um sounds like a Jersey guy, like a very light light Jersey guy, you know. And it's just cool to hear a Jersey guy talk about uh, archery. He's also clean. He keeps it clean, you know. He's uh, he's not fucking off-putting like I am. So there's that. He's an ex-cop. So I know, you know, I got I got buddies out there that are ex-cops. Maybe they'll they'll like him. But hey, don't forget, you know, your boy Wendell. No, don't forget to not listen to his podcast. But um, yeah, I really enjoy it. I really enjoy it. It's a cool show. Um, <coughs> Uh, Carlos is just a cool guy. Uh, I like talking to him. Uh, you know, I gave him a couple tips here and there for the, you know, how to get started and he's up and doing it and he's teaching me all kinds of shit too, man. It's crazy. Uh, but anyway, anyway, I won't bore you guys too much about this little like, uh, man crush you got on the side here. Just check out his podcast. If you guys get tired of listening to me, or say my show is done and you want something else to for your ears to snack on, there's another good show. There's plenty of other shows you can listen to before you get to Bo Junkie. <laughs> That's what I'm getting at. <laughs> I saved that one for the end. You know, when I just got nothing to listen to and I'm like, oh man, do I want to listen to Ben Shapiro or do I want to listen to Greg Poole? Damn. Let's do Ben Shapiro. Um, but yeah, uh, Carlos got a great show. Um, what else? Rudecast, uh, dude. I went back and started listening to older Rudecast episodes just because me and Rudy get some really good conversations going. I'm still plugging away with Archery Unfiltered. I've had two shows now talk about my show, and they can't remember if my show is called Archery Uncensored or Archery Unfiltered. Archery Uncensored is a podcast. I believe it was Braden Galantine and his buddies' podcast. And for a show called Archery Uncensored, these guys don't curse at all. It is cleaner than a preacher's sheets. All right? So, Archery Unfiltered, think of it like an unfiltered cigarette or a big dirty joint, whatever. That's my show. (laughs) I'm going to curse. I'm going to say stupid crap. I'll probably get canceled before season two starts. I think I'm going to start season two um, right after the new year. I think that would be cool. Or, I don't know. You guys give me a suggestion. I can either start it right after New Year or I can start it right right after Reading. Because I started this show right after Reading. I started this show because people were saying that they just wanted to shoot a 1500 and they were disappointed if they couldn't. And I was trying to break it down mathematically that you can do it. You can shoot a 1500 at Reading. It's not, you know, I, I wanted to say, maybe I said it was easy. It's not a cakewalk. But it's doable if you do all your homework, right? And so now I'm trying to dissect other parts of archery and, you know, package them up real nice, put them on a little dinner plate or a cat bowl for you, and then let you snack on it. So, I don't know, you guys tell me, what what do you think I should start season two? Should I start in the new year? I think I might. But I don't know what that entails. You know, all the feedback for this show is so positive. No one's... No one said anything negative about my opening theme song. You know? Do you guys even know what that's from? (laughs) All right. Let's see. I got one more question for you guys. This is a cool one. Dude says, I've been listening from Norway. 
I've been bitten by the archery bug, and the archery scene here is tiny. So I've scoured the internet for any and all information so I can improve. Well, that's cool, man. So in the the deepest, darkest corners of the internet, you found my my little humble show. He said, "No need calling the ghosts in your mind, porn friends via Spotify." Oh, yeah. So I was saying, everyone, you know, I, I don't believe that people from other countries listen to my show. I think you guys here in California listen to my show and you use a VPN because you look at gnarly porn. <coughs> Which, you know, this is America. To everyone their own. I'm not against that. Um, but this guy's saying, that's all in my head. Um, but he says, maybe you can help me. I'm shooting 60 pounds. 30.5 inch draw. My indoor arrows are 23.18s that I've just cut down by one centimeter to 31.5 inches. Uh, because I was getting a horizontal spread in the gold. My best scores have been like low 290s Vegas scoring. I'm chasing 300s, obviously. Peace and love and archery unfiltered fucko. Um, thanks for the question, Thomas. So you're getting a vertical, I'm sorry, horizontal spread. Um, this could be a couple things, right? That Your arrow build sounds fine. Considering I, I don't know about, I think I asked you. I think you said your point weight's like 225. You got four-inch bonding veins. Let's see, bow setup varies depending on what what's comfortable on the day. 30-inch uh, stabilizer up front, 12 in the back. I should also admit that I have not been practicing for a few months now because shit happens. Yes, it does, bro. I dude, I got hand, foot, and mouth, and it fucking sucked. <coughs> okay, so. You guys know on my show, I'm never one to tell you to run out and buy something, right? I'm not trying to push shit that I don't think you can't fix for free. But first off, you this dude, Thomas, you got a 30-inch draw, and you're shooting a 12-inch back bar. I do believe a longer, i.e. the longest back bar that you can put on before that bar pokes you. You know, you know bar length plus weights is what you need for the back. 30, I'm sure, is fine for the front. I've never gone beyond a 30. I, I might have shot a 33 and didn't like it, but I'm tiny. You know, I'm I'm truly a tiny person. Um, But yes, the longer back bar will help slow your pin float down. Um, it'll give you some added leverage in the back. Um, I'm just a huge fan of the longer back bar. I don't see why, why not. You know what I mean? Um, so that's one thing that you can do. I, you told me that you have a 14-inch bar on the way. You know, that's going to help you a lot right there. I think with a 30-inch draw, though, you could probably shoot a a 20-inch back bar. But considering you already bought it, I'm not trying to get you to spend a whole ton of money. So just run what you brung. Um, of course, the basic stuff is if you're getting a horizontal spread is to check your paper tear. First, and you know, first, if your draw length is solid, right... Because there's also, if your draw length is too long, it can get you to, like, break shots, you know, out to the left or whatever. If it's too short, you can, you know, pull shots too hard. <coughs> so your draw length is a big one. If your draw length is good, move to your paper tear. If your paper tear is a bullet hole. I mean, for indoor, I stress bullet holes. Um, I'll be honest, I paper tune my, my indoor setup right now just once. A few months ago, I should probably paper tune it again, but it's shooting so good right now, I'm just too scared to know. 
for you. Tune it for a bullet hole. That'll be your starting point. Okay. If you don't have access to paper tuning stuff, you can always do like a bear shaft. But if you torque your, you know, if you torque your bow, bear shaft's just gonna go wild anyway. Um, another thing you do if you don't have access to paper tuning stuff is to just group tune, which is like bump your rest left or right until you see that spread get smaller, and then you keep going in that direction until it starts to open up. And then you bring it back a little bit. So you can group tune. The other thing is you said you haven't been practicing that much, right? You shoot your 290 shooter, you're going for the 300. Well, I can tell you from experience, it's a slow crawl. Uh, I, I remember shooting 250s, and the, it's a slow crawl to get up to 290. And then I remember shooting 292, 293 for a long time. And it was 295 for a long time. And then finally it's 298 forever. And then after 298, I just jumped to 300. You know? It <laughs> jumped to 300 once, and then it was 299s forever. <laughs> Still 299 sometimes. <laughs> so just know what you're chasing is something difficult. Okay? Um, it is the goal. You can get there. But it's a long road. Especially if you're in the 290s right now. So there's a couple things you need. One is practice. Consistent practice. You need a large volume of arrows so that you can figure out, you know, the more you shoot, the more the bow will tell you what the bow needs. And, you know, it'll your shot will tell you what you need. Um, hold on one second. I think I got a baby crying. No. Um, so, yeah, that's what you got to do. Start practicing. Chart your scores, right? If you want to get super serious, you write your scores on the calendar. Right, you can make a little graph at the end of the month. If you don't have a date that Saturday, you can make a little, a little line graph, and you can see if you're doing better or worse, or what you know, what have you. What days of the week are you shooting better? That's all. That's all stuff to go into it. You know, you said you're shooting a thumb button. Um, like me personally, I don't run any travel on my thumb button. Um, shoot it like a hinge, nice gradual pull, make it nice and you know, nice and repeatable every time. Uh, and that's it. That's really all you got to do. And just stick with it for a couple months. Just practice. Do three times a week. Practice for, give yourself three months, all right? And if you don't improve that 290, you can message me again and tell me how fucking dumb I am. <laughs> and I'll apologize, and we'll try to work it out further. But um, until then, uh, what you really need is fundamentals. I mean... I mean, you're shooting a 290, so you got some fundamentals down, right? Which where you want to beat at is 295, ish. I think if you can shoot a 295, you can shoot a 300. You just gotta kick some cans out of your path, and you you'll be set. Realistically, if you're shooting 290, you're also on the doorstep of the 295. Just <clears throat> follow those things I said. Make sure your bow is not holding you back. You know, are you fighting it? That's that's a big one right there. Uh, one of the big skills in in diagnosing what's what needs to change on your bow is <coughs> is realizing what you're fighting. You know, so if you're getting this this horizontal spread, are you breaking shots like dead center and then they're going left or right? Because if that's so, I mean that could be something like vein contact 
on the cable that could be, uh, you know, wacky. T- maybe your torque tune is shitty. You know, this is all stuff that, I mean, that could be a million things. Um, but it has to be pretty far out because I know guys that will shoot with a far, you know, they'll shoot with a three inch left tear. And I know some guys will grip the bow like a hammer and they'll shoot a 300 because they're breaking in the middle every time. So what you got to do is be honest with yourself, break those shots in the middle and then figure out what is it? What's happening exactly? Am I torquing the bow? Am I anchoring funny? You know, all these little things you can, you can figure out. You just have to be honest with yourself and you have to have attention to, to detail as to what's going on with you. And, uh, once you identify it, figure out what it is. Like, you know, I remember once, uh, at that last shoot, the AB Invitational, if I try to get my release to go by pushing my bow forward, and I started to run out of, you know, run out of runway on my on my bow hand, is what I like to call it, it would start to go left, right? And I would just let it go left as I would push, I'd push forward and then to the left, and I would get it to go. And I was cheating that shot. <clears throat> you know, I couldn't get that shot to go on the forward push, but I knew if I let it go left, I could, I could get it to go. Well, cheating it cost me an X every time. And we, at that event, we're just shooting for X's. So the second time, first or second time that happened, I thought, okay, no more cheating it. If that shot doesn't go on the forward drive, I'm just letting it down. So that's one of those things right there. That was, that was not the bow. That was me. I had to notice there was something I was doing, you know? So hopefully that helps, you know? And, uh, Hopefully, uh, you start making some progress. I hope you're practicing. Please don't be one of these guys that is like, how do I shoot a 300? And then shoot just once a week. You know, you you have to have put thousands of arrows in to be that good. Or you could be like my buddy Kai and just, you know, you'd be a a sniper. That's another thing. You could go join the military and be a sniper. That. That could probably help, but I think that's a much longer road in the end than what I'm saying. Give yourself three months, practice like a demon, see what happens to those scores, okay? Do all that shit I told you about first, though. Check your bow, check your drawing, check your paper tear. <coughs> check your vein contact. Check your torque tune. And then have some fun. And let me know how that goes. Well, all right, guys. Interview coming up with Kai in just a second. Um, I'm just going to close this episode out. Real quick, say this is brought to you by my friends, Darren and Bet, DB Custom Coatings, Seracoding Masters, High Precision Seracoding Masters out of Napa. Um, you guys should get some work done. I have some sick pictures of Bet's bow. Uh, you guys can all see Elliot's bow is done. I think they Seracoded a bow for Blake Jerome. They did all kinds of bows. Casey Koffel, I've said this a million times, that girl's got one of Darren's bows. How cool is that? Darren's bows were seen on the Olympics. Neat? That's neat. Um, This uh, is also brought to you by Carbon Craft Stabilizers. I don't know when they're going to be back. But I'm going to keep paying homage to them because, god damn it, (laughs) those are some good stabilizers and they're my boys. Um, And I guess gold tip now. 
<laughs> gold tip arrows, everybody. Gold just at the tip. All right, guys. <coughs> um, Kai's coming up. Enjoy the show, and I will talk to you guys in one week's time. Peace. How's it going, Kai? Not bad. How are you, brother? <laughs> Not bad at all. Dude, it's so good to hear from you, dude. I think the last time I saw you was in Vegas. That's that's right. Oh, I think it's oh, in... Reading? Reading. Yeah, yeah, it was in Reading. Dude, that how, was my last tournament. How have you been? Not bad. Just busy with school and work and everything, you know. Did you still manage to t- take time out of your day to shoot extremely high X count Vegas games? Something like that, yeah. <laughs> so, dude, Kai, uh, a bunch of people that I talk to already know who you are. Um, the way I met you is through Henry Bass, uh, watching his Instagram and seeing that you were one of the guys up north that were just like throwing down outrageously high indoor scores. You're kind of a, you're kind of. Would you say you're an indoor specialist? I mean, you shoot good at all kinds of stuff, but. You shoot extremely good indoor scores. Yes, uh, yeah. For indoor, uh, it's kind of my uh, strong game. I'm not, I'm not that good, but like my specialty is more leaning towards indoor because, like outdoor, I don't, I don't have much time to practice. And uh-huh. you know how Pacific Northwest go. Like when, once around like October, it starts raining and stuff like that. So all we have is indoor. Right. right range that you can go to and whatnot. So. Right, right, right. Um, so, dude, I was like, you know, I remember seeing you post like twenty eight x games, twenty nine x games. The occasional, th- did I see you post thirty x games once in a while? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yep. yeah, dude, you're just like, yeah, yeah, of course. Um, so, let's get into how long have you been shooting for? Uh, I've been shooting us. Uh, I got out of the army at 2017, uh-huh. so like I would say about in May, in May of 2017, that's when I started shooting. Uh huh. And uh, I like that's my my first first bow ever. It was a bear wild uh, back then, and uh, I started shooting that for a couple months, and then I started getting pretty good. I like out to a 30 yard as a beginning archer you know <laughs> yeah and then i bump up to a a, a on 32 like as like with matthew and then i think shortly after that like a couple months later one of my friend has a trg7 on sale and then i just bought the bought my first target bow it's just the trg7 oh that was a great bow yeah it was it was phenomenal the no cam was great dude that riser had a lower stabilizer mount bushing that i think psc a certain pscs have now like the psc Mm -hmm. laser and stuff yeah i thought that was Mm -hmm. super cool i I wish i saw more people running it but because i've always wanted to try it but yeah i'd never you know you never see you see people running what works yep right right so yeah you got the trg and then you got into target Yep, TRG, and then I think two months after that, I shot uh, my first actual like like state level uh, tournament in Oregon State indoor, and uh, I won that. Holy but, shit! Yeah, yeah. Everybody was like, 
He's like, how long have you been shooting? It's like, for this target bow, like two and a half months. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Granted, like, at that time, I think I shot, like, two, it's two days event. Uh, two day I shot, uh, it was a five spot. Uh-huh. We, if I remember right, I shot 57X and a 58X. Oh, and my that, God. And and I took home the win, and then the next year I shot a sixty x and a fifty nine x, and then last year I shot a uh, same thing, same thing, sixty x and a fifty nine x. Oh again. my god! Is that on? Uh, is that um, two Vegas rounds each day, or is it a five spot target? It is a five spot target for Oregon State indoor. Dude, I've never shot the sixty x. It has always eluded me, man. I thought I was gonna do it this year, and I shot fifty nine, dude. <laughs> yeah, last year that fifty nine X I was uh, on the last day is uh, it's kind of stupid how I shoot it because I stuff all five arrow in the middle of the target <laughs> <laughs> and the last arrow just zinged it out just a little bit and uh, yeah that was a that that was a fun arrow, <laughs> dude. Okay, so how let's see um there, I got so many questions for you, man. Okay, so let's go let's continue with your history. So you won the state indoor, and then what? Then what did you progress to after that? Uh, I shot uh, Northwest. Uh, I think it's the Northwest sectional. Yeah, yeah, the Northwest sectional. Uh-huh. I won it last year in the pro division. And damn. And in Vegas, uh, Vegas, I shot uh, eight ninety eight. Yeah, eight ninety eight in Vegas. Uh-huh. First year of shooting a championship flight. Oh, uh, um, I went to Montana Open last year. I took second. I got beat by Tate Morgan, so wow. that kind of sucks. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I will go back there this year to uh, see if I can do. Uh, it's great. They're great people. I just want to go out there to meet all the people, you know. Uh huh. Yeah, and I I think uh, in the Northwest shoot up tournament. That's that's usually what I do too. Also, uh-huh. uh I think that lot. Well, last time that they run it, I tied with Henry's record. Uh, I think it was ninety, yeah, ninety AX. Uh, Holy cow! That's amazing, dude. So, dude, you're up there. You are you mainly shooting against Henry on any given day, or I mean, do you guys? Oh no. Like who who are the, the big shooters that you guys practice with? Uh, I usually when I got time, like when when school is not busy, I will go up to Blaze Triple X, uh, shoot with Blake and all those folks. Henry usually is pretty busy, but when he got time, I'll shoot with Henry. But yeah. that's about it. Sometimes, I mean, Bodie will come down here and shoot sometime too. Also, Bodie, that, yeah, yeah Bodie's Bodie. the. the New kid on the block. Well, maybe not new kid on the block. He's been good for a while, but man, Bodie's yeah, kicking that, ass, dude. All you guys just are- got got natural giving talents, man. Just yeah. shoot out thirty x like like a mosquito just hanging out. <laughs> it's like you know what? It's like, I'm just gonna shoot a thirty x in tournament and then just never miss an X but in, dude, in the shoot off. All you guys up there can shoot thirty x's. Like, what well, is it? Is it the groundwater? You guys live near like a power plant? Like, what's the deal? Huh? How are <laughs> <laughs> you guys all uh, all do this? And is it like I, I would imagine as a high level of competition for one, uh, mm-hmm. two? You guys know each other, so you guys probably help each other a little. But damn, like 
it's amazing the the you guys are like some of the top shooters you know like on the west coast well thank you thank you for that uh i think that uh like any time that i shoot a 30x in my opinion that that that's that's just me though like when i shoot a 30x i always have the mindset that i don't care mm-hmm. if it's a 30x or not like as like one game right like whenever i sh- whenever i'm shooting as like as soon as i want it i wanted to shoot a 30x i can guarantee you it's not going to be a 30x <laughs> I, I, that would get into my head so bad i would shoot a 10 there somewhere or even a nine i would yeah. just shoot it like i was like oh i want to shoot that 30x it's like, i want it i want it but the more i relax it I, the, the more i don't care about it that's when i i'm like oh oh shoot it's my last end it's like it's my last Last end, I haven't dropped an X here. It's like, well, I'm just gonna focus on my process. Yeah, and that's usually go. go. What's like, your process? Favors me. Uh, my process. So, my process, like as soon as I step up the line, I'm about to shoot. I will feel the my grip tension mm-hmm. is where it's supposed to be, and then when I pull back, like it's one motion. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, not my arrow knocking off the rest, whatnot. And then my tension, because I'm shooting a thumb button, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you shot my thumb button before. My thumb button is hot, like super hot. It sounds it, similar to my own. <laughs> yeah, if you tap it, like I shoot a stand, so if you fling it, it goes off. <laughs> so I will make sure the tension on that, uh, on my my release grip is uh is where it's supposed to be at and mm-hmm. my thumb is off the trigger at all times uh-huh. and then i'll anchor as soon as i anchor go f- uh, look through the peep side and the sight that's when i um stop putting my thumb on the barrel mm-hmm. and my pin will flow around the 10 ring mm-hmm. or even the nine ring at that point and then it will slowly move up from the bottom of the nine ring slowly move up and that's when I really focus on the tension of my uh, ring finger. That's when I release it because uh-huh. my thumb is just to hold onto the uh, the barrel. Uh-huh. And as soon as it's uh, up in the X ring, that's when I release it. And usually the arrow, like ninety nine percent of the time, the arrow is gonna be in the X. So you shoot your hinge very, or you shoot your button very much like a hinge, where yep. where releasing the index finger tension. Yep. Oh man, have you shot hinge for it? I have a theory that really good button shooters start off shooting a hinge at some point. Yes, I do practice with hinge. And oh shit! I sh- and hinge, the the sensitivity of the hinge is just is very very similar mm-hmm. to my uh to my button actually. Oh, all right, that makes sense. That's dude. That's how when I started shooting a thumb button, I was like, it was already set up very similar to my hinge, and I was like, oh, I'm in love. This is, this is how I'm rolling. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you shoot a stand. Mm-hmm. You shoot it hot. I shoot my button hot. Uh, what bow are you shooting, Kai? Uh, right now I'm shooting the uh, Invicta Forty. <gasps> really? Yep. You've been a PSC guy. I saw you dabbling a Matthews bow at, at Reading, but now you're shooting mm-hmm. an Invicta. Yep. How I'm do you shooting like the Invicta Forty? Are you yep. shooting it with spiral cams? Uh, no, I'm actually shooting a DCX cam. Well, dude, uh, okay. There's nothing wrong with DCX cams. Uh, I found that the DCX cams tune better, or like they they seem to tear through paper better for me at least. And you know you can get them with sixty five percent let off. Like they 
they still yeah. they're still aggressive as hell. Yeah, uh, I actually don't give me wrong. I I actually do want to try the XBX cam uh, mm -hmm. later on for probably for reading. I will get the uh, the Autis, which is not the Shufu riser, and also the Invicta is my first Shufu riser bow ever. So, oh, how do you like it? Uh, is it gets me like a couple of days to try to figure it out because it, it is weird. Because mm -hmm. I usually load my arrow like right <laughs> on the side. Yeah. Now I got to like go through the riser to uh to load the arrow. Yeah, dude, I've poked the shit out of the back of my <laughs> back when I had an Invicta. I had a bunch of little like arrow marks from tossing my arrow through and not doing it right. <laughs> yep, you you and I are the same way, then. <laughs> oh, so that's cool. How long have you been shooting your Invicta for? Uh, I would say about like. Uh, I've got it in like May, so like probably six months, seven months. All right, cool. I, okay, so guy, that means you've been throwing down. Like I've seen you throw down a couple twenty nine X games recently. That's that was with your Invicta. Yep, uh, I actually shot a twenty eight X game earlier today too. So God damn! <laughs> so do I you, shot. Go I on. shot three twenty eight X game in three days in a row. I shot two in the. I shot 20AX game in in league earlier on oh. Tuesday with uh with my axle on the top uh top limb the axle was out so you can see the e clip and oh. the, the spacer just dangling around. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Dude. And this is how bad this is how bad I am with tuning a bow. I didn't even notice that until Tuesday, and I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's at the beginning of the season when I play around with the with with the the not the, the the top hat or whatever it is called <laughs> and i forgot to put the eclipse back on and i didn't notice until now oh, and man. i remember that it was like on the fourth end i shot two arrows already that's when i realized it and everybody was like oh dude you got to put that on the bow press i was like well i still got one more arrows to go <laughs> and i pulled that back everybody just like walk away boom, yeah. inside out x i'm like well i need to go to the bow press now before this thing blows up on me <laughs> Oh, dude. Okay, so that pretty much... My next question was going to be, like, do you have any setup uh, things in particular that you do? Like, are you are you super, um, you know, touchy about your draw length? I imagine, like, when you get your bow, you, you throw strings on it, right? Then you mm -hmm. s you set it to your draw length. Do you, do you have, like, a specific draw length? Are you going for, like, a couple twists out from the module? Or, you know, do you have, like, some kind of specific preference or do you just go by feel or do you just not care you just run it at the module uh i literally just run it just out of the box like besides the string like i put the uh put the new string on the uh, -huh. the, uh juggernaut string on uh -huh. and then after that i just throw a knock d loop and put the peep on there and make sure the timing is right and that's it bad touch it. bad motherfucker dude that's exactly that's what I'm doing with my Matthews this year. I'm like, all right, I'm not doing all that crazy shit. Just, just start shooting. Yeah, I mean, there's no. It's indoor, right? It's 20 <laughs> yards. Is just like, I, like I just told you, my axle, my my <laughs> axle pin was literally almost broke off on from the top, <laughs> top limb. Okay. And I still, <laughs> if I can still shoot an inside out X with that happening. The bow is fine. Yeah, you definitely. I I do think indoor is something that, you know, the mental aspect of it yeah. takes something that is, 
I mean, relatively simple, and then makes it extremely complicated. Mm-hmm. So, I, some guys, I know you have like an extremely strong mental game because you were a sniper in the military, right? You, you yep. had like sniper yep. training. Correct. Dude, how much did that sniper training play into you being such a sharp shot with a bow? So, uh, a lot of people that, uh, if a lot of people can agree with me, uh, agree with me with this, there's like when we're training in, in the military, you always, always have the full fundamental of marksmanship. Mm-hmm. You got your, uh, you got your steady position, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have your aiming, mm-hmm. your breathing, and then your trigger squeeze. Uh-huh. And each one of those can branch off into like different category. Like, let's say, for example, right, uh, steady position in in archery is getting your stand right. Uh-huh. The stand it plays a big part of your shooting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you want to have a comfortable stand where you're not like too far off with two feet or too close, where you're like super unstable. So find that sweet spot. And after that, you go off with like aiming. Uh-huh. Aiming is aiming is just, in my opinion, in in uh, in archery is it doesn't play like if you focus too much into it, it can get into your head. So basically, right. just make sure that pin is just into uh flow to whatever you like, wherever you're aiming at. Mm-hmm. And just like basically keep it there. Now you transfer your focus into trigger squeeze. Uh-huh. So between aiming and trigger squeezing, you want to transfer uh, transfer your focus in between those. And uh, I don't know if you heard Joe Tur- uh, Joe Turner, Bodie's dad. Uh huh. Yeah, he gave our class that basically just go into depth into that, and is is phenomenal. In my opinion, it is great class. Yeah. Too. And um, brief con- like breathing control, like or, or breathing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it for me, I kind of like before I pull back, I would exhale, and then as I pull back, I would inhale. Mm-hmm. Right. When I'm anchored, I am basically sw- like slowly breathing out to the point that i think i'm holding my breath but mm-hmm. i'm not i'm i'm very very slowly breathing out oh. and let's say if i'm holding it too long i'm start getting shaky that's when i know i need to let down because if you are running out of air the first thing that's gonna be lose like the first part of the muscle is gonna be losing out of oxygen is your eyesight oh so. oh shit i never thought about that yeah, dude. Uh, you know, like I have a very similar, like when I draw back, I am, uh, you know, I take the big inhale when I draw back, mm-hmm. but I end up holding my breath, and I know that's like a big no-no, but yeah, you know, I've just, mm-hmm. it's just part of how I do it now. I'm, I'm not against changing it, but like because uh, everything you're saying makes a ton of sense, dude. That's a really cool process. Um. You were saying about the aiming. You're like, you don't get too hung up on aiming because that doesn't make a lot of sense to me also because I know people that have a tendency to over-aim can get mm-hmm. caught up with target panic and things of that nature. Right. Yeah, things of that nature. Um, what kind of uh, like magnification are you running on your uh, on your scope? I'm running a six power. Okay, six power. Do you use a pretty, what kind of reticle? Do you use a 
fairly big dot, small dot? I has the uh, I think it's called a bipolar dot. Like uh, it has like a pink dot on the outside, but then a little tiny small dot in the middle. Uh huh. And I basically find the smallest one that I can find. Awesome. That, that, that they offer actually. Yeah. Whoa, cool. I I also run a fairly small dot on my lens. Like it's a for me, my dot looks like another arrow hole. So I'm like trying to pick, you know. Yeah, there you go. Is that roughly what you're seeing also? Yep. Oh, yep. Sweet, man. Awesome. Okay, so that leaves me, like, I'm kind of curious about your bow setup. Uh, are you running it at 60 pounds? Uh, yes, I'm running it, like, roughly because I take down, like, two turns okay. from uh, top, top and bottom. So. Mm-hmm. And what about your stabilizers, man? Stabilizer, I'm running carbon craft stabilizer. Oh, yeah! <laughs> Sweet! Think, thanks to your awesome uh, experiments <laughs> towards other stabilizer uh, branding that I, that I watch in Facebook. I'm like, oh, nice, this guy literally does all the uh, I mean, I only tested, order review. I only tested like three or four brands. Like, I wish I could have tested more, but I just yeah. didn't have access to everything. Got so, to love physics, right? Oh, yeah. So, dude, yep. you're running Carbon Crafts. How much weight are you running? Uh, for the front bar, I'm running a well. I'm running a 33 inch front bar, mm-hmm. and I'm running because uh, I have the the dampener. So if I'm adding those weight, it will be about 14 ounces. Okay. In the front, and then about 32 on the back. Wow, wow, that probably holds real nice. I could imagine. Uh, you, now, I'd imagine you didn't start at that weight, right? Or oh no, no, I not no. Um, but you exercise. I know you work out a bunch too, so <laughs> maybe that weight is like, <laughs> like just perfect for you. Right now, this well, last year, even though last year I run a, run a lot more weight, mm-hmm. but then this year, since I don't get to practice much because my school and work and whatnot, so I got to take down uh take down some weight, and it for me it is running fine now, and uh-huh. before it's keep giving me like. The, you know the dip bang and stuff yeah, like that right like when i'm holding my pin and starts slowly drifting down that's when i realize okay it's too much weight it's got to be the front once i take off an ounce in the front i'm taking off like two ounces in the back yeah. to balance out this uh balance out the system uh-huh right right i dude that's the i used to run really heavy weights i know people that listen to this show have heard me say this like a million times but i started noticing that also when my practice declined i started the dip bang became a more common thing and then i just realized i had to shed some weight you know so right kai you're going to a tournament tomorrow huh yeah i'm going i'm driving to Lagrand tomorrow for the uh shoot down in the blue for the weekend Oh, cool! What, what's that? Uh, what's that format like? Uh, it is a six sixty round. Uh-huh. Uh, it's two Vegas round, basically. Uh huh. Where the X's count as eleven. Yep, X count as eleven. Sweet, dude. Um, who? What? Like, what other kind of competition is going to be there? Uh, Blake is going. Uh-huh. Uh, Henry is going to be going. Damn. And people from uh, Idaho. Uh-huh. Uh huh. A couple of the good shooter from Idaho, Nick is gonna be going. I think. Oh, cool! Nick, Nick, Nick was there last year. Nick Ingham, so, cool. 
Yep, Nick Keenham, yeah, he, he's going to be there. Well, I don't know, but he was there last year. I'm assuming he's going to be there this year, too. Whoa. Is, this isn't – well, I think Nick did the – is the Idaho Open or something like that? Also. Uh, that I don't know. Oh, okay. I think Idaho Idaho Open should be this weekend, too. But I oh, don't awesome. Dude, it's going to be a bloodbath, man. Oh, yeah. Let's see who's going to get it this <laughs> year because last year Henry get uh, won it. Uh-huh. And Henry gave a hell of a run up. Uh, he went from I think fifth place all the way to first place. Oh shit! Is it like a it's Lancaster? Up. It's like a Lancaster shoot up at the end. Yep. yep. Oh sweet! It's the top eight, and then you uh, you have a have to do a shoot up. Uh huh. And uh, I think it's four n if I remember right. It's four n, mm-hmm. and then if it's tie, it's another end, and after that, it's uh, one arrow shoot up. Is this your first time shooting it? Oh, this is my third time. Uh, third time. First year they 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 did it. I won that on the first year, oh, and then last year, last year Henry won, and this year is is the third year they're doing it. How did you end up doing last year? Huh? How did you end up doing last year? Uh, last year I placed four and a uh, fourth, and uh, let's just say that last year I on the second day I'm trying my best not to throw up on the line because <laughs> i was uh, i was pretty drunk I was, the night before. <laughs> I was about to say dude it's not from being nervous it can't be dude <laughs> <laughs> i am not joking like the, this the second day of the second qualification round my purpose is to not to throw up on the line that, that's it <laughs> the oh, whole man. the entire day i was sitting on the bench just trying to sober up and I end up in third in the qualification. Uh-huh. I don't know how I end up in third, but uh, yeah, I end up in third. Dude, that's amazing. That's amazing you shoot like that. The night before then, uh, well, yeah, the night before that, they have the um, tournament called Shoot Down in the Blue. Uh, no, uh, what you call it? Uh, the Nerve of Steel. Sorry, uh-huh. the Nerve of Steel, right? So I think it's like a six steel plate. Uh-huh. It range from... Uh, shooting a target that's from a size of a six or better all the way to a inside our x <laughs> jesus and i boiled the shop's arrow <laughs> and by then i was like i think it's five beer or six beer deep <laughs> and i have, have no idea how i won it but i won it oh my god dude <laughs> oh man dude some of I'm you too- guys dude like nick can shoot like I, Nick can shoot drunk, hella good. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, I, I've done you know I've done a couple like late nights of shooting high on cocaine, but that's about it. Like I, I, I can't. I no way. Oh yeah. Oh dude. I mean, back in my before I had a baby, you know, back in my wilder uh-huh. days, I've done some. Uh-huh. Yeah, you got to see what's on the other side of the fence. I try everything yeah, yeah, right, at, right, at right. least once. I'm pretty sober now, you know. So yeah, right, right. <laughs> but damn, dude. Like do, you, like. I'm just saying this right now. I saw that the other day, like in Vegas, like cocaine is on the list of like the the illegal substance. Oh, I imagine that so. they test for. Uh huh. I'm just saying this right now. If somebody won Vegas while on cocaine, <laughs> the price should be double. <laughs> that guy's uh, a god. No, okay, so I don't know about that because. I know it seems like it makes people hell jittery, but it used to make mm-hmm. Babe Ruth used to say, 
like Babe Ruth used to play baseball fucking high on cocaine like crazy. And oh, he, shoot. He used to say that he could see the stitches on the ball. I mean, I think most pro baseball players say this now. Mm-hmm. But he could see every stitch on the ball it was, it was coming at him. So I think it, it oh increased his uh, it increased his like frames per second, uh, like processing or whatever. And I don't know. I, I can't say the same thing happened to me. I, I was like twisted out of my mind when I did it, so I can't even remember what score I shot. But I felt like it was good. Yeah. I think my buddies yeah. my buddies will say otherwise, but I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> so damn man, uh, are you feeling like like? It seems like you don't get nervous. You go into these things, like, what's your mindset? What's your mindset like? Because you, you were right there. You got a shooting as guys like Blake and uh, Henry, and like you can do it. Like you can beat. It's any dog's day up there between you, Bodie, you know, Henry, all you guys. It's any dog's day. Um, but how do you keep from getting nervous? Well, he, well, here's my mindset, and here's how how I approach it. Well, before the sh- like before I even step on the line, right? I would tell myself, I said, "Well, I make it this far, and whoever shooter that's I'm gonna be shooting against is a great shooter. Mm-hmm. I w- I respect him. I was like, I will respect him, and I by oh, by doing that, I have to give the best of my ability to respect them. Mm-hmm. You know, if if I'm just shaking off and that's like that, that's kind of in my opinion this." kind of disrespect to the shooter i'm shooting off against mm-hmm. so I respect them by focusing on my shot process mm-hmm. by giving and, giving them your best yep giving them giving them my 100 percent. that's how we'll respect them that's cool man that's such a cool mindset man like is that something you have always had is that something you were like uh you know taught by your parents or like uh is that something you learn just from shooting all this time uh, just, just learn from shooting all the time. And, and when I got into this sports, uh, one of my, uh, my mentor got me into this sports, by the way, and he passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sorry. when he, my, 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 uh, my mentor from the army, he passed away. And, uh, basically when I got into this sport, I got into a new, like new type of family, you know, uh-huh. and I, I would never in a million years thought I would be like, get this far into archery like especially <laughs> in target i never thought i would get this this far i didn't even i didn't even think i would shoot a 300 and then next thing you know i'm like oh okay so i shot 300 what's next and then it's like well maybe 30x and, that, and then i just work on that so. <laughs> yeah dude you you've made quite a name for yourself man like uh i have a, a buddy my buddy carlos um mm-hmm. He's got he's got a podcast called uh, Blue Line Archery, and he knows about you. He runs the Indoor Battle League on Facebook. Oh and yeah, right, right, right. He knows well, me and him talk uh, sometimes too on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, he he's knows nice all guy. about he's you. He's a cool guy. Yeah, dude. He was like, dude, you're gonna talk to Kai tonight, and I was like, fuck yeah, man. Like that's uh, you. Like dudes know you, man, from all over. Oh, that's when I know I made it. I have a fan. <laughs> oh, you got a bunch of fans, dude. Um. So what? I have another question for you. Uh, yeah. Your indoor arrows. Have, you've shot Black Eagle for a little while, right? Yep. Because I, I hasn't uh, Henry also shot Black Eagle for a while? So speaking of which, like I would say about ninety nine percent of my setup 
actually 100% of my setup is all from Henry. <laughs> but dude, you run you run a beefy amount of weight, you know? You you shoot like a like a laser beam, like it's uh I got I get it. Henry's your guy. Like uh I had a guy that taught me, you know, that I you know, I learned how to set my shit up from, you know, him. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. so yeah, tell me about your your indoor aero build. So my indoor arrow bill is uh, cause uh, well Henry says that he cut his off like right at the riser, right? Uh huh. Front of the but riser. Since I'm, yep. Since I'm so clumsy, I'm always clumsy, and I don't like com- feel comfortable, uh, to put my arrow back on the uh back on the rest when I'm halfway drawing back if I got knock it off. So <laughs> I usually leave about like half inch to three quarter of an inch oh, like so you get your finger riser. so you get your finger back up to to toss it back up yep okay yep. so uh i run my arrow because my draw length is 27 right okay. now my arrow is 27 and a half okay that makes sense and um the way i run the lightest way that i can and i'm using the points from us smith bros uh-huh smith brothers uh, yeah smith brothers archery yeah uh i think that my weight is 220 grain or 225 cool. one of those two because mm-hmm. it's less than the 250 i mm-hmm. that i know for a fact uh-huh. and uh it works phenomenal for me like two years ago and it still works great for me now same setup interesting and you're running you're running like a smaller trad vein right Yes, it's I'm an... running the AAE Tradving. Yeah. Uh-huh. How long are those? Uh, I think those are four inches. They're four inches. Okay, so they're not smaller, but are they mm-hmm. lower profile? Like, what's the what's the uh, why did you pick the Tradvein, Kai? Uh, like I said, Henry was running it, so I'm gonna <laughs> run it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. How did you come to two twenty five? Well, what what uh, drew you to two twenty five? Did you play around with different point weights, or you just slapped it on and said rock and roll? Uh, Henry said that uh, th- just run the lightest weight because you want the arrow to be fast. I was like, huh, that makes sense. So I just find the lightest weight that uh, Smith Bros has. So I just slap it on there. Oh. And just it go. Yep. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, uh, I ran two twenty five for a little while and had had really good luck with it. I really like that. That said, I think Jesse Broadwater runs 225, and now I know Henry does as well. Mm-hmm. That's cool, man. Do you? And so you don't do any kind of wacky shit with your arrows. You don't like bear shaft index them, or you shoot them bare and see what direction they spin, or anything like that. That I do. Uh, so before I put the fletching on there, mm-hmm. I will say I shoot it like bear shaft. Of course, uh-huh. I'll use a. Uh, a silver marker or like a gold marker mark on the shaft i'll shoot it shoot one like about five yards away probably three yards like uh-huh. shoot it to the bell and see which direction it twists if it's left left then i will use a left helical jig right if it's right then of course right helical jig but most of the time it spins to the left and put it on there right like i put the vein on there so i do the same deal I don't think that matters too much, but it's like a, a piece of mindset, you know. It's like, well, <laughs> yeah. I, I put it on there. It's, it's perfect. And that's the most tuning I will ever do for <laughs> indoor stuff. <laughs> do you do wacky shit for out for field arrows? 
ideal for outdoor aero, I would do a lot more tuning, like French tune, French tuning, like uh huh, yeah, or, or a walk, walk back, tune. yeah, walk back tune. Yeah. You yeah, do it. That's what they call. It. You do anything yeah. wacky to the arrows? You know, do you do bear shaft uh, indexing or anything like that? Nope. Damn. I would just basically shoot a group if the group I'm comfortable with at that yardage, and then I'm fine with it. <laughs> Dude, there's a, a, a whole bunch of my show is talking about like all these little tricks and stuff to get your gear to outperform the shooter. And guys like you and guys like Mark Rubio, they totally shit all over that. And they're just like, nah, you, know, you just put the pin in the middle and let that thing rip, you know? <laughs> Surprisingly, like me and Bodie was talking like mm-hmm. last weekend. Uh, Bodie, like. Somebody was asking Bodie, is like, how do you tune your bow? Is like, what tuning for indoors? I never tune it. And I was like, my man, <laughs> the same here. Yeah, dude, Blake said something very similar. He was like, I love indoor because I don't have to, like, you know, he's like, I don't have to worry about my sight uh, level or I, I can't remember, third axis or second axis mm-hmm. or any of that shit. He's like, oh, yep. it's just so mellow. I can just concentrate on shooting. And I was like, no, dude, that makes a lot of sense, you know? Yeah, that's all indoor is, man. Indoor is all your mental game and your mm-hmm. shot process. Yes. That's it. Outdoor, there's a lot more into Like, you got to worry about the wind, your bubble, yeah. and the distance that you set up your sight, stuff right. like that. Yeah, right. And then, and then, after that, you still have to worry about your stance because if it's like uneven ground, you got to like tilt your bubble to certain ways. Oh, stuff yeah, like totally. That. Just the for outdoor, just sight marks, just whether or not your sight marks are on, is like a whole, you know, it's something that could take you forever to to really perfect, you know. And um, yeah, I feel like indoor is where we can really just perfect our shot. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. it's where we can learn how to shoot. And I love this time of year uh, because I, I get to teach myself how to shoot all over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, like some people, I would say about like not majority but like a small group of people be like oh i so I love the outdoor but i was like i would never shoot indoor because it's so boring yeah. in my opinion both of them is important both of them is important and i think blake can back me up for, uh with, with that too I, I heard blake say that once it's like indoor it teaches you uh like your sh- your shot process and uh, your mental game outdoor you just put that too as well like basically your shot process, your mental game, plus more because you have your, your right. distance, your your sign marks, stuff like that, and that's why I think Blake is a phenom, a phenomenal shooter. Yeah, Blake's and amazing. Outdoor this this year, he just killed it all three of those events in national. Oh yeah, dude, he broke my record, man. I had the field, I had the field record, and uh, he broke your record. Yeah, he took my name off the off the <laughs> off the record. What a dude. dick! <laughs> no. <laughs> 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 he earned it, you know. If I want it, yeah. if I want it, I can quit my job and start practicing and, and try to get go get it back. But until then, he, he can ha- he can have it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, he's a phenomenal shooter. Dude, he's a nice. He's a witty, witty nice guy. Too. He is super nice. Um, yeah. do you do blank bailing like uh Blake does? Oh, he's gonna hate me for this. Yes, tell us. <laughs> So bling bailing, he, here's my thing towards it, uh, and here's my uh, opinion for, <laughs> towards that. Okay, I only do bling bail when at the beginning of the season, uh-huh. right? Or even that, I would do bling bail whenever I'm like mo- 
basically make changes to my uh, my setup, mm-hmm. and I just side it back in. Uh-huh. Uh Or or I have brand new bow, brand new bow, brand new setup. That's when I would do bling belt. I will be getting the feel of the bow, or beginning of the season, I will be like working on my mechanic of the shop shop process, get it all get it all back to where it was, mm-hmm. and after that. Every single time, whenever I'm practicing, I I would not like bling bell couple arrow before I put a target. I would just straight up just put a target on there, start <laughs> two ends of two ends of practice, and then scoring. <laughs> I love it, dude. <laughs> Breaking all the rules, dude. <laughs> That's basically how I roll. That's awesome, man. I, dude, I I knew I knew. I knew just from talking to you earlier that, that this was the kind of shooter you were, Kai. I knew you were one of these guys that, like, without a doubt, you put work in. Without a doubt, you go shoot. You shoot against really good competition as well. But um, yeah, you're just a guy that get out, gets out there and does it, and you don't overcomplicate it. And I think that's a huge. I think that's a huge thing. And I know, I know I overcomplicate, especially indoor, something that doesn't need to be complicated. I'll definitely make it more complicated than it needs to be. But um, yeah, it's kind of cool hearing hearing from a, a shooter of your caliber. Like, just break it down into such like everything you said about like you know your breathing and the your aim and the transfer of pressure into mm-hmm. your release hand. Like, that's all like brilliant stuff that I think people, you know, either overlook or overanalyze. Yeah, uh, and I see that a lot of people, a lot of shooter, good archer, good shooter. They will be shooting. Sometimes they will be shoot like a two ninety nine and two ninety eight, and then mm-hmm. they get so frustrated, and they always like try to blame on the equipment. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, it's uh, it's, uh, it's my it's my my side is is the bow is not tuned, and uh, like there's no reason for that. You shot twenty eight shot, twenty nine shot of the good shot already. That right. is like like ninety nine point nine percent. That is your mental. Mm-hmm. That caused that that bad shot. Yeah, indoor is just basically you are executing the same same shot every single time. You you're trying to be a robot for right. thirty arrows. Right. Yeah, hundred percent. Like if you can get the if you can get the all the X's and tens to get up to the ninety five. I mean, you only got five more after that. There's uh, exactly it, it was good enough to get you there. The rest of it's yeah. got to be between the ears. Yep. Well, damn, man. Well, good luck this weekend, Kai. Like, dude, I'm going to be rooting for you, man. Appreciate it, brother. Yeah. I will do my best. Well, dude, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for giving us this pep talk. I'm always talking about gear and shit, so it's always great when someone comes on and talks about the actual, you know, the act of shooting, you know, the actual act of shooting, because that's, that's the main focus of what we're doing right now. Hey, I'm appreciate for the for the invite, brother. It's an honor to be on your show. Oh, dude, you're crazy, Kai man. I'm honored, man, to have you on the show. Like uh, a guy like you, dude. All you guys up there, like you, Bodie, Blake, you know, less Henry, but Henry too. All you guys, yeah. I I admire a great deal. You guys are all killer shooters, um, you know. And uh, I, I, what I'm trying to do down here is get everyone to look at you guys and, and see what is possible, you know? Mm-hmm. So, right. yeah, good on you, man. 
Appreciate it, brother. Yeah, thanks a lot, Kai, for coming on. Dude, uh, good luck tomorrow. Let me know how you do. Will do, brother. Thank you so much. All right, buddy. You have a good night. Thanks for coming on. You too, brother. Thank you. Later.